Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all people Tesla, I'm here with Joel. Perhaps you've heard of him. Very handsome, very young. And um, I'm just trying to get a cup of tea into my gullet. And there's this flurry of activity. I'm like, what is going on, Joel? Settle down. And then he's like, uh, Tesla just massively dropped their prices. What is going on here, Joel? Please explain to the world. Is this an exciting thing? Or is this the end of Tesla as we know it? Well, it could be both. But exciting it is for sure. Almost every model has uh, prices dropped uh, over 20%. Um, what? Uh, especially in the U.S., people were almost expecting it or anticipating it for sure. So Model Y is dropped just under the price needed to um, get uh, this new IRA tax credit, uh, which is a $7,500 credit. Um, that IRS, I think it is. The IRA was a, a Irish group that was in Northern <laughs> Ireland and they were creating a lot of problems back in the day. So IRS is more on the tax side. You know what? It, and they should have picked a better acronym. And that's what I think. Um, <laughs> but, um, almost every model is now underneath this, um, uh, you know, what the IRS said for the IRA, very confusing, <laughs> right? Um, and I, I, maybe I can pull up a couple specific numbers, but it brought, brings down many models into the fold to be able to get credit in the U.S., but then also they've also lowered prices in Europe as well. Um, so making their cars much more available. This is something that Elon had spoken about, but is this a good thing or a bad thing, Mel, to see these prices come down? I actually think this is a good thing. So Elon talked about this on Twitter Spaces, which if you haven't been on now, is sort of an audio uh, crowdsourcing. Everybody gets together and you can listen to some people. What was that thing called that started this whole thing with audio? Anyway. Right. And he said that he is going to, or Tesla is going to go for volume, not margin. And I don't exactly remember his reasoning for that, but their margins are very good. They're 20, 30%. These tax credits are huge. We there's this sort of rush to get all these cars out because we don't know what's happening after March 30th here in the United States. So they're good. They're up to $7,500 if you're under the income threshold, which I think is $300,000 for a family, $150,000 for an individual. So that means a lot of people. Um, and so there's this rush to try and get that cash and allow the margins to drop, but potentially sell a F-ton of cars and kind of put their foot on the face of other EV manufacturers and even gas manufacturers. I think they could have an absolutely, if they can keep up with production, a massive quarter, an absolutely massive quarter. And then we'll see what happens to the tax deductions and stuff after that. Rob Maurer, Tesla Daily, got a shout out, did a really good job of this. He's been following these prices for years and he's got these big spreadsheets. And so he showed a big spreadsheet and showed, although uh, in some cases these are down by $13,000 on a Model Y, that is a huge amount. Massive. It's, it's actually bringing it down to the level that they were in 20, early 2021. So we saw this huge increase in prices in the last year or so, where a Y used to be like 50000 and then it was like, what? It's like, what you configure? It's 80000 So these have come down substantially. And I think that they are going to kill it. I mean, I, like you, Joel, everybody I know has texted me this morning. Like, is now the time to get a test? And I'm like, Damn straight, it's the best time in two years to get a Tesla. Oh, yeah. Get busy. Yeah, for, I mean, like crazy. Um, and what a lot of competitors are doing is like, oh, geez, the price is going to come down 7500 Let's now finally um, stop losing money 
and raise the price of some of our vehicles. So the Ford F-150 is not $40,000, which it was originally started out as, it's something like 59000 Even the Bolt, which did get a little bit of increase, um, which was like, I, I think something like $26,000. And they did add some money to that as well, some cost to that. And who knows if you can even configure it, how many you can configure at that low level, right? Um, but some numbers, um, you know, I, I had a screenshot of what Rob had because he did, it's amazing, like how many months in a row he kept, he kept every single price change. And if you're not listening to Rob, which I doubt you're not, um, but if you're not, you should go look for him, Tesla Daily. He's amazing. I'm a Patreon member of his, as low as $43,000 for the Model 3, two models of the Model Y at $52,000 and $56,000. Even the S and the X have come down as well. Even though they won't be part of, you know, an IRA, Tesla uh, is really trying to do this uh, and trying to sell as many as possible. Mel, do you know what the capacity, Tesla's capacity at Q3 was for cars. What did they do in Q3? Three or 400,000? Yeah, but their actual sort of like year, their, you know how they have that um, little thing at the end, they say, okay, here's a production capacity of Shanghai. Here's a production capacity of Fremont. If you were to add up all those numbers, mm-hmm. what do you think it was at, that was Q3 that they actually published it. I don't know. Give it to me. Okay. One point. 9 million was the capacity then. Dang. And um, they had Shanghai at um, three quarters of a million cars. We know that they're, you know, we know they're actually probably higher than that number or could be higher than that number if there wasn't a world recession, there wasn't, you know, this crazy COVID stuff going on um, in China. Both the U.S. and China both um, had interesting, almost opposite things happen. So the China market dropped a whole bunch of their incentives, almost like it happened with the Model 3 for Tesla. What was that, like 2019 or so when everything, you know, when everything fell. But the U.S. obviously now had uh, a whole bunch of people waiting for the incentives before buying. And now the IRS kind of made things a little muddy by saying, well, geez, you know what? The Mach-E isn't really an SUV. Again, these guys are raising prices. Tesla's dropping. They're definitely going to lose margins. And so the two kinds of people uh, out there right now, there's people that want to buy a Tesla and there's investors. If you are an investor right now, Mel, how are you feeling about uh, Tesla? I actually am an investor. Okay. I actually bought Tesla stock um, a couple of weeks ago. It was so low. It had dropped 75%. And I'm like, I think this is a buying opportunity. Please do not buy stock based on what I... I'm terrible. I also bought Rivian stock back in the day and I turned it into nothing, just like Tom. Um, so I thought it was a buying opportunity then, but it was a long call. I'm like, I'm not going to look at this thing for 10 years. I think this is going to be 10x over 10 years. I don't know how the market's going to respond to this because on the one hand, I think what you're saying is that they could potentially do 500,000 cars in a quarter and they could do more than that. And this is on the back of Elon sort of saying how the 4680s uh, production is really ramping up. So it's all about the batteries. Do they have enough batteries to shove into those gigapressed pieces? Mm-hmm. So if they have that, they could have a five or $600,000 quarter, quarter. Margins will be down, but income will be up. But then I don't know what the market does because these market people, like, if the margins are way down, it'll be like, oh, it's the end of the world. Tesla's margins are terrible. 
if they look at it the other way, like they've sold more cars than anybody when everybody else's margins and production is going down. So it could swing the other way and you could see you know, like Tesla double in the space of a few days. So I don't worry about the markets. I'm just sort of interested in the company itself long term. To me, this is good news. All of these bigger factories that have been produced, all of this production capacity, all these deals with lithium manufacturers, I think this is the beginning of where Tesla really does separate itself from the field. It's been a bit muddy the last year or so because of what you were saying about supply chains and COVID zero in China. It's like, what is going on? Right. A crazy but It feels like they're about to accelerate. They're already the biggest selling car in California. They're already the biggest selling car in a number of different markets, Australia, Norway. I think we're about to see a huge acceleration if battery production can keep up. Yeah, we didn't talk about in the Patreon um, edition that we just recorded, we didn't talk about the fact that Tesla outsold BMW in the U.S. to be the highest premium luxury uh, car seller in the United States. Beat them pretty hand- well handily, too, like over you know, uh, 150,000 cars by far. I think the Australia story was even more interesting because in Australia, the biggest selling car forever has been the Toyota Camry. Mm. It's like the standard Australian car. It's about $30,000. The Model 3 outsold it last year for the first time. It outsold it and it's almost twice the price. So that is stunning to me. Do they not buy cars in Australia? Do they hop around on kangaroos or something? Yeah, it, mostly kangaroo transport. Cars in Australia are super expensive because they don't make them there anymore. There's lots of import duty, and it's particularly as you get over a certain threshold, then there's increased taxes because it's a luxury vehicle. Mm-hmm. Tesla's been pushing against that wind, and yet they still became the biggest selling car in Australia. That's amazing. Our, our boy Harold has like three of them, two or three of them. Um, I think he was responsible for three quarters of the sales. Okay. Yeah. I think single-handedly, he's definitely um, a big advertising for them. So- um, right now, as we speak, it's like um, Friday, middle of the day on the East Coast. Uh, Tesla's down about 5%. Um, and I picked out three headlines. Um, one head- headline was Tesla cuts prices in the U.S. and Europe to stoke sales after lackluster end-of-year deliveries. Okay, so what? that's that's so lame. Uh, that's, that's lame. Yeah, it's lame because they didn't say that, okay, Tesla actually had 40% increase and the rest of the car car market was down between, you know, like down 8%, something like that. Um, Analysts cut uh, Tesla stock targets amid EV giant price reduction, auto industry pessimism as well. Um, Okay. I mean, so so sometimes when um, Stephen Mark Ryan uh, talks about two kinds of quote unquote investors, there's folks that are short-term investors, which he calls traders, as they're looking for big money right now. It doesn't matter if they if they're not looking at long-term future of the company, things like that. They're just looking for now. So when I asked you how you felt about it, you're a long-term investor. I'm a long-term investor. I just put in uh, I put in money. I put in more money. I bought some for my kids this um for Christmas um and. Uh, you know, I'm not really a great gift giver, so that that's how that works, right? <laughs> wow, thanks, Dave. <laughs> They'll appreciate it when you know in 20 years or something, right? Um, so those kind of folks that are long-term investors know that this is a dom- this is a market-dominating move. I think is if if there is a real inset recession, 
car companies are going to sell even less cars. But if Tesla can drop the price and make a sort of a cost uh, advantage and show the cost advantage, they're going to they're going to do even better than they've already done. And they're beating gasoline cars like in California or, you know, luxury cars in the U.S. overall. The last one was by Reuters, which was a headline, and it was Tesla turns up the heat on rivals with global price cuts. And I think that's how most Tesla bears or bulls feel right now, is they're really putting on the heat. And um, anytime you can accelerate during a recession, I, I just think it's going to be pretty good. My analogy would be it's the, uh, it's the fourth quarter. It's game seven. Um, the Bulls are up by five. Jordan's got the ball. And uh, he's like, I'm tired. It's the end of my career. Yeah. Should I go sit on the bench or should I drop 30 in this quarter yeah. and call it done? Yeah, and he has a buyer. That's what he's just right? You're like, every time he was and sick, sick. He, yeah. he was unbelievable. Every time he was sick, like, in, like, or like when Tiger Woods did it, when he had like a broken, broken, leg. broken leg and he still like just crushed, uh, what was it, DeMarc? DeMarco? Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. I mean, I was, that's my analogy. I just right. like one last push here to win this game. I, it's really interesting. I mean, we could be completely wrong, but it does feel like they've put all of this in place for years, despite Elon's craziness or because of it. And now they're going to show you, uh, as Elon said, we are going to go for volume, massive volume. And um, because of the gigapress, because of the factories, the next few years could see Tesla completely own the market. They could become significantly bigger than Toyota in the next few years. I thought this was a 2028, 2030 story. This might be a 2024, 25 story. Big news. All right. Huge. Thank you, Joel. This was fantastic. Um, we'll talk to you more soon. As you can see, we're very giddy. And if the price drops even further on Tesla, I'm going to be buying some more stock for your children as well. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Great. And um, we should look for news about um, any uh, impending uh, orders at the SAP household. And I said that in the plural. Um, oh. Orders. You're going to go from zero to multiple? That's huge. Yeah. We, we, we can't um, handle this, uh, <laughs> you know, burning this on this Q7 anymore. This is crazy. So it's got to, it's got to end. That is the biggest news. The SAPs might be getting back in. All right. To the Tesla. Huge. Talk to you soon.